I have written a number of stories about cemeteries, who visits and why, and became interested in what is the case in a situation where a family member has outlived all of the family and all of the friends. It's called an unattended funeral. Keep going to the top of the road, then right over to the tent. That's our funeral. Annie telling the two women in the car what they already knew. Annie and Frida were students in Anita Hallbrook's second year social work class. After parking, the three women walked to the row of chairs reserved for family and friends and now students. Anita introduced Jackie Durham, the funeral director, who then introduced Frida and Annie to Reverend DePaul, a retired pastor who would lead the graveside service. Jackie, thanks for calling. This is the second unattended for our class, and our students volunteer to be present, to be witnesses at funerals and services where there was no family, no known friends. In class discussion, there was common agreement everyone, regardless of background, gender, or income, deserved to witness someone who will stand for them, give meaning to their lives, to their days. After a greeting and prayer, Reverend Paul stepped aside. Annie Rose stepped forward, gripping her four by six cards like prayer beads. Etta Mae Williamson was 96 when she died. In two months, 97. She lived beyond the lives of two husbands, a daughter, dogs and cats, and most, if not all, of her friends. I am told Mrs. Williamson was healthy for her age. She did have a bad case of the flu during the winter. She became too weak to continue to live by herself. Her doctor placed her at a rehab facility so she could be safe and regain her strength. But she continued to weaken, and last Wednesday she slept away from us during the night. I did not have the opportunity to know Mrs. Williamson. Like my grandmother, she was an elementary school teacher. Unlike my grandmother, she was not a church lady. She kept her faith and her own sense of God to herself. She was a quilter. If we had met, maybe she would have taught me to quilt, at least to get started. I know we would have been good friends, and I would have liked that. Glancing at the notes on her cards, Annie had no more to say. She rejoined Jackie and Reverend DePaul, and the three forming a kind of honor guard for Mrs. Williamson. Reverend DePaul closed the service, thanking Annie for the telling of a life well lived and a send-off prayer of his own for someone he had never met. On the drive back to campus, Annie, in tears, told her own story. I don't want my granny to die, and I don't want her to be laying in some casket, and some people who don't even know her talk about her. I just couldn't stand that. Frida, how about you? asked Anita, always the teacher, the coach. I never knew my grandmother. They divorced and she moved away, and I don't know where. My grandfather is in a nursing home back home. I was always kind of scared of him. My father and his dad were never really close. When he dies, 
I doubt I'll even go to the funeral. But I do hope there's another one soon. I mean, I don't want anyone to be alone, but if they are, I will go, said Frida. Annie, you were awesome. You found all that information on Mrs. Williamson. Maybe I will speak next time. I don't know, Annie quietly replied. This is harder than I thought it would be. I mean, I didn't even know that lady. So, will you talk with the class about what an unattended service means and your experiences with Mrs. Williams? Sophie and Naomi toured the women's prison last week, so their story will be different. We're teaching each other, right girls? <laughs>